So this is our first podcast after the new year and after Christmas, and Ross has received the annual Leland gift. Yep. Gifts, I yep. should say. Yep. Ross and Maddie. Mm-hmm. Oh, his cup floweth over. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, that was a full bag for Santa Leland. Uh, and anyways, so Maddie got an old map of Australia because, of course, she did. But Ross and Maddie. A framed map. A framed map. And, well, you know, you don't an want An out-of-date map, too, because, you know, it's like 100 years old. But Ross and Maddie got a really lovely painting from Mark Landis, yeah. who is like a famous painter. Yeah, technically. Infamous painter. Yes. Uh, and it is a it is a, a painting of like an, a picture of Ross and Maddie that Mark Landis has done. And, and Leland got this for you. And it really is like a lovely gift. Yeah. And so I want to say this out loud. And Maddie's in the room. And so I want both of you to hear it because I, I want to make clear what I'm saying because it's going to sound incredibly rude and it's mm-hmm. not. But if your move to the States and your upcoming nuptials mean that Leland is going to start buying meaningful and thoughtful gifts that are reasonably normal. I yeah. cannot support this wedding. I but, cannot support this wedding. Well, you say it's normal, but you don't. Let me explain yeah, who our, Mark Landis our is. Our budget can't take it. No, um, no. It's like Mark Landis. I'll object at the fucking wedding. He's famous as an art forger. So what he did. Well, there you go. Yeah, he would uh, uh, counterfeit famous paintings or sketches mm-hmm. of famous artists and then just give them to museums for free. And he didn't even claim it as a tax uh, write off. So he just went around the country doing this on Smart. his own dime. And eventually he was caught. They realized that, like, th- this was drawn with crayon on normal paper. This mm. is not like hundred year old paper. Mm-hmm. You know, Batiste mm-hmm. did not draw. this. Yeah. And but they they uh, the FBI investigated him. But then they realized he technically did not commit a crime. He he just gave it to people. He just gave it to people right. and did not claim any sort of financial benefit from it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And now he, you can have him paint things for you. Like that. You Like that. Like a picture of the two of you looking at each other lovingly. Yes. I, I hate to be the break to break it to you guys. Yeah. It's not a very good forgery. I can tell it's not a photo. <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. it right now. Wow. Maybe that's how I got caught the first time. Clearly yeah. a painting. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I spotted. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a hundred percent normal. Right. I mean, it's not just like a normal painting. It's from a, like they, there's a documentary about there's it. something there. Yeah. Uh, and so I am not going to cheers to Leland or to this <laughs> gift, but rather I'm going to cheers to a relationship that could have been, because again, I will object to this at the wedding. It will be a legal objection as the officiant. And I, I am yeah. happy for both of you for trying to make this experiment work cheers tank glass bingo Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six where we drink six beers, have six conversations, rate them on a five point scale. Mm. Uh, don't have a pre-party because we're going to stay inside. Yeah. You should do the same. Right. I don't know if you all heard the pandemic is worse. Everyone stay inside. Right. Uh, yeah. Don't get anything that requires you to go to a hospital. No. Just, just stay away. We, uh, this is one of our regular episodes (sighs) and we would like to use it to tell any new listeners to remain indoors. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Also back the Patreon. Consider the PSA. Remain. You get so many podcasts if you back the Patreon. Since you're going to be indoors and you got time, <laughs> yeah, there's almost a hundred more Mix Six episodes. So many of on these. the other side for you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no pre-party, but we do, as always, have a rating system. Today we'll be reviewing our beers based on experiences I have had in totally legal weed buying. Oh man, which is now something we can do in this state. And mm-hmm. uh, I have a medical card, and I have used technical term the shit out of that medical card. I just want to be clear. Can Compared to the old times, 
a one on this rating system is a 16. That's right. On any other like natural rating system. <laughs> Absolutely right. In terms of ways I got weed yep. before it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, None of these so, is from a guy I just met behind the boogie downtown. Yeah, so I therefore this is all better. Listen to his poetry. Right. Yep. Um, all, all of these things way better. Yep. So, uh, so we're going to, we're going to, knowing that this is really a, a, a relative scale, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to begin with a one. Uh, we have a number of dispensaries now, nice dispensaries, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are kind of blessed that there are a number of high quality establishments and I've been to, uh, the dispensary a few times. So a one, the worst part of going to this point in a beer that you don't want to drink anymore, it's the waiting room. Um, and maybe it's just the whole experience of it, which is I finally got my card. I finally went to the dispensary. I was finally ready to do this. Kind of the last thing you want to do when you have all of this like pent up energy and excitement is then to sit in a frankly, not that nice waiting room where you're reminded that this is pretty much a shitty medical establishment. It's, it gives me like a security theater vibe. Yes. It's like you have to in Missouri, you have to show your medical card multiple times and your ID. Yeah. And then they will put you on the list to go back. Yeah. Then you are called back through a single door. Yes. Into a room with no other exit. Correct. <laughs> At which point you must then immediately show also your car right. and your your uh, license again. Yeah. And so like every time I'm in there, I have just these elaborate thought experiments. I'm just like, what crime are they trying to prevent between mm-hmm. in the doorway me on one side of the door? <laughs> yeah. I just like, I'm just like imagining elaborate to twin scenarios yeah. to like oceans, 11 music. It's like TARDIS a new there. man skips in through the yeah. someone impersonating a member of staff yeah. or like, I just, I can't, I can't crack it. And it really bothers. Me. I know it's a real bummer. And it's the last thing you want when you've made a commitment and the decision to go legally buy weed. And which, by the way, maybe this isn't the case for everybody. But the first time I got to do it in this setting in Springfield, Missouri, I didn't care how legal the process seemed, which, by the way, didn't seem very legal. I talked to a woman on the Internet for 10 minutes and then she sent me a state sanctioned card to buy marijuana. Um, you assume it's all a bust and you're about to walk into a room where you just get arrested. So the last thing you want to do is sit there and think about that for mm-hmm. a few so the waiting room is not great okay a number two slightly better but still a little off-putting shopping for cannabis in front of and or with other people this only gets worse the longer you do it yeah this this maybe starts at a two yeah. and then goes down to a one. I agree. It is very uncomfortable. And what's even more uncomfortable about it is that it's still not normal to talk out loud about the fact that you're buying cannabis. And the last thing you want to do is like, it feels very like a private thing because it's always been a private thing because again, it was illegal. So now just saying it out loud with the two other people who are also in the room back there with you is just an odd interaction. It's not great. Well, um, uh, as I've gotten more and more of a pothead, uh, I have a pretty standard order of what I want right and now. It's taking on, I'm just trying to get lottery and cigarettes right. at the gas station kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. What sativa me? Right. I just uh-huh. want to like put my hand on that old woman's face and just throw her out of the way right. and be like, I'll take your highest THC right. and then I'll go right. like cash on the table. Like I don't have time for that shit. Right. I, I got places to be. What's the most questionable thing you can legally sell me? I would like two of those. <laughs> Please leave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, there you got to like walk people through the process, yep. which I understand is part of it. Absolutely. And I was there too. Yep. But I'm not there anymore. Nope. And I just want my weed so I can go home. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. A three. Now we're getting into the stuff that is good, expected, 
did nice about all this. The three and the baseline here is variety and choice, which is not something that we've ever had before. Remember when it was sketchy dudes, leather vest pocket, right? Yeah. Or sketchy dudes, leather vest pocket left. Yep. That was my, that was the original glass case I was looking through uh-huh. for my strains. Yep. Oh man, it's amazing. And one was oregano and the other one was what falls <laughs> off of a Christmas tree when you get rid of it. Exactly. And you paid $80 for either bag. Yeah. And now it's variety of strain. It's variety of form. Uh, it's wonderful. <clears throat> and it's to be expected when an industry matures to the level at which this one has. Let's get into the really good stuff. A four. Delivery. They fucking deliver. Well, I mean, in cities, drug dealers always deliver. Right. <laughs> right. But now it's an old it's they've learned the old ways yeah. of where they yeah. just show yeah. up to yeah. your house. Yeah. yeah. And it is awesome. I just get on the internet, I say I want these things, and then at some at a at a pre-scheduled time, these things arrive at my front door. God bless. God bless all everyone involved here. And a five. And This isn't necessarily about the experience of being in or working with any given dispensary. Rather, it is a general comment on all of this. It's legal, you fucking copper. Like, that's it. All of the paranoia, all of the stress, all of the anxiety, it's gone. It's not there anymore. And that was the shit that ruined cannabis for years for me. I used to get so fucking nervous. Caleb will remember this. I used to walk up and down the halls of my apartment with a can of Febreze in each hand for 10 (laughs) minutes at a time. Just Febreze bombing everyone in my apartment. Well, uh, yeah, like your head was full of like national crime statistics dating back to the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You knew exactly what was on the line in America if you caught a bad jug and you had a whiff of weed on you. Um, And you had a lot to lose. You had a bright future. And like... But grad school was also happening, and mm. fuck, I needed something right goddamn yep. now. Yep. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you were really rolling those dice, and now you're not. No. Now it's, yeah. No, watch me smoke it. And and Woo, if you thought smoking it used yeah. to be uncomfortable, buying it and then driving with it in your car was even more uncomfortable. Now, I leave it out on the fucking passenger seat. I'll drive by a cop and hold it up and look at him. Look at him with it just in the window there. Totally legal, man. Totally fucking legal. Hey, have a good day. Uh, that kind of peace is, well, second to none. That's why it's a five. And with that, we're going to get some beer. And this first beer, I have a feeling is going to be, it's totally legal. Uh, we'll be right back with Dissecting Our Fun. Now, Ross, I want you to notice that I mm-hmm. premised this episode yeah. on your fervent desire to clean the old beer out yeah. of your fridge. Yeah. And just to, like, literally to spite the premise, yeah. you uh, brought some f- side project for Yeah. Us. So, uh, <laughs> Maddie and I had to drive up to St. Louis to drop uh, Alex, Maddie's brother, off mm-hmm. to the airport. And because Springfield flights were, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Right. 
And it's not a real airport. Yeah, it's not a real airport. Uh, so we were there. We did some shopping after we dropped them off because it was mid afternoon, you know, and Maddie got some new shoes. And then we stopped at a place uh, you guys have mentioned. And we're like, well, let's mm. check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, side project. Fuck yeah. And I figured that would be a little holiday treat for us all. Here we uh, are. And for you. if Yeah. So, um, yeah. Who is? Uh, Spencer has to yeah. try it first. Yeah. yeah for the love of God, get in there. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is technically a line from side project called Shared. This is Obscura, an American style with vanilla. And and I might be wrong, and Caleb, you're the beer whisperer around here. I don't think we've ever had anything from Side Project that wasn't a wild, hour, wild ale or a sour. I believe they had one stout, but okay. uh, are a brown. Something okay, something yeah. darker, and okay. we did not care for it. <laughs> but I think it was actually... Yeah, yeah. No, it was a porter. Yeah. They had a porter. Oh, uh, okay. They had a yeah. canned porter okay. last time we went. So this is a can, not in a bottle. Right. This is a canned four-pack mm-hmm. stout with a vanilla from Side Project. And we're all drinking one. And they're yeah. it's uh, Madagascar vanilla beans, mm. by the way. Um, yeah. So we're all just going to be... Uh, well, I'll, I, I'll talk so there's no silence, but yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's goddamn delicious. That's phenomenal. Oh, mm. man. This... The smoke bite the, on the, the bite, end it's just like a, oh, like, yeah. a, like a, almost like a good cigar, um, yeah, but like, not not overly tobacco-y, but like a, like when you walk into a humidor and you go, mm, cigars smell nice, yeah, and I, then there's some vanilla. The four pack mm-hmm. seems wildly optimistic that I could drink four of these. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, only six percent. This coming from a man yeah. who drank four milfs. I mean, they are tall boys, yeah. and yeah. I regretted the shit out of yeah, it. 100%, yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this is a five. It's totally legal. Uh, <laughs> and uh, copper. Uh, and I love everything about it. This is del- this is. Um, I don't remember the last really good stout that I had, but this is it. Oh, I guess it would have been the borchata. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it would have been the borchata. Uh, this this is not as good as borchata. It is not. But this uh, is more drinkable than borchata and uh, more complex in yes. a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. man, I could drink it one borchata. A, I could it drink is an astringent like retro nasal taste. Mm-hmm. It's very mild that I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's so, it's. Yeah. Well, it's mild, but it's still like there's a lot of flavor. But Humidor it's not, with vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not in it's intense, but like you definitely notice it. I am into it. Yeah, as no, it's really yeah, especially for our first beer of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're going to dissect our first beer of the day at eleven fifty. We've also already had <laughs> of, a, of a double. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of a double episode. Yeah, which is um, a nice way to start the day. Mm-hmm. We're into dissecting our fun. Isaac from Kansas City asks, can any of you name any game or any of any kind format, et cetera, that's really good for teaching critical thinking skills? I assume Sherlock would have been on this list, but for the reading requirement, is there anything else? And I thought that was an interesting question, especially someone who's been playing, uh, I would say a lot of Sherlock lately, which is technically true, but a lot of Sherlock can still only be one Sherlock game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that may be a misnomer in terms of frequency. Um, yeah, I don't think Sherlock is the not for the reading component, but I don't I don't think that would be a good way to teach critical thinking skills. I think it involves critical thinking skills mm-hmm. for certain. Mm-hmm. I mean, a that's way- a little steep, too. It depends on what like. Teaching critical to thinking whom? to yeah to yeah. whom? Well, like, it's critical thinking within the framework of are you aware of the genre conventions of Sherlock Holmes? Right, because that helps you navigate it far more yeah. than any kind of actual critical thinking skill. Um, I think if you're trying to educate critical thinking skills, you want like limited sets of stuff. Yes, chess. So um, chess, of course. Uh, but Planet X, we just played that mm-hmm. with Burke. Uh, with the easy mode, the hard mode, limited sets, yeah. oh, like yeah. hard logical gates. Yep. Um, something like Alchemist would be a little heavy, but yeah. like similar yeah, principle. Of, yeah, because um, there's induction and deduction with. Uh, yeah, you want, you want you want some both, kind yeah, of yeah. experimentation. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, that, that is a critical thinking skill. Um, uh, I think you can do critical thinking skills like in the less logic gate math form of it. Uh, when you're talking about like carp, like, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, like, uh, the international intellectual standards, you know, relevancy, precision, accuracy, yeah. Yeah. running things through, uh, those sort of <clears throat> gates to see like if this, if then statements make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sherlock's and stuff like that is great for it, yes. but Sherlock also needs you to know that like, Oh yeah, that Russian diplomat definitely didn't do it. That's right. a red herring. Yeah. We're going to chase down that for 15 minutes and it's not going to be a thing or yeah. like, Oh, well, these two cases seem entirely unrelated, but they are absolutely going to be related. 100%. We're not going to talk about like the logical no. chances of that happening, no. which are astronomical considering the murder late of 18, 18- 80s uh, 1980s that's right not 1980s 1880s 1880s, yeah yeah um uh yeah we're not going to consider that because this is a conan doyle story yep and that is a that is like a different education than a critical it it is its own convention in a box uh and also any game of sherlock is a comprehensive reading exam uh brandy observed halfway through the first game it's just a test and i was like yeah but it's a fucking cool test um you know at a at a at a more entry level play, I think that um, I think that games like Point Salad are good games mm-hmm. to to use to think and talk about critical thinking. Sure. Okay, so the the standards for success have just changed. Now, what is available to me? What does my tableau currently allow me to do? What kind of decision can I make here based on the information that I have to either make use of the scoring conditions I've already taken or the scoring conditions which have been presented to me? In some ways, that's just situation, context, and response. And I think that yeah, is a, um, a really abstract but easy way of talking about the the shifting dynamic dynamics of logic of yeah. decision making I, I would say it moves pretty fast for yes. teaching a critical thinking sure skill. i yeah. think it'd be a good way to practice yeah but uh and fun because it's a great game yeah um but like uh yeah it's really about sets it's really about mm-hmm. uh sets and parameters and um limiting variables to the point where you can kind of Mm-hmm. model the moves of thinking critically before you get into the big boy leagues of uh, contacts are constantly shifting and there yeah. is no truth and welcome to hell. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's really about limiting the set parameters of, well, there are exactly seven asteroids yeah. in the star system yeah. that is immutable um, and working up from there into uh, evolvingly more complex situations. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but you got to be careful though, because like when people think critical thinking skills, uh, I, I bet you're like everyone else. And um, uh, just on average, you, the listener, is that when I say critical thinking skills, you think you know what it means. But if I said name one, it's going to be because, um, yeah, it's not like we think math skills. And I'm like, name right. one. And people yeah. are like addition. Yeah. Subtraction. Right. Multiplication. Uh, polynomial. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um most people can't do that for a critical thinking skill. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so you got to be careful and like treat it like, hey, those are actually skills. Like, yes. Yeah, right. Recognizing clarity, accuracy, yeah. recognizing logical contradictions. Yeah. Um, you've There's ways to train them. Yeah. Uh, if, yes. If that's what you're really looking for out of a board game. If you're looking for a board game that involves critical thinking, that's most of them. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just be careful. Like my definition of critical thinking is going to be different than yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, because like sometimes I'll say critical thinking game, people are like, oh, werewolf. N- uh, sometimes. Yeah. You, some are sometimes you just pick the kid that the church group doesn't like and they're right. the werewolf every time we butcher him. Yeah. yeah. Thinking a social system is a logical 
thing That's you can different. deduce right. every time. Yeah. Well, congrats, you're a cop. Yeah, now. it's like, oh, the their left eye twitched. Yeah. Means they're lying. I, I, like, you're, nope, too many variables, man. Your 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 note here that. I, th- I think sometimes when we think of the term critical thinking, we mean yeah. thinking more than usual. Like, yeah, it's a question of just depth. Did I think harder about this than I think about normal stuff? Yeah, that's like the Aaron Rodgers definition of critical thinking. Yeah, at this it's point. not a skepticism framework. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Uh, and it's not that Ross, you were going to make an addition. Well, like there's a ton of uh, uh, obviously puzzle and uh, games on uh, uh, video games out there. And one that comes to mind uh, that I played through that uh, I think would be for a more advanced student, not, not, not like a yeah. kid or whatever would be return of the Obra dead. Oh, sure. Um, because like, that's a big, that's really one massive puzzle with lots of little parts that you have to sort of like, yeah. And there's a lot of different ways, uh, a lot of different types of, uh, ways to determine who 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 died and how yeah yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, some of those escape rooms yeah escape uh, unlock yeah and, and those are to be clear if you're if you go hey i might be interested in that in sherlock stuff but i don't know the escape stuff and the unlock stuff is an imperfect it is not a one-to-one relationship by any straight it's like a one to 100 relationship in terms of scale and scope but if you like the idea of a boxed thought puzzle uh, those are good places to start. You got to be careful and read some reviews of that, though. Some of them, especially are if you're trying to educate people some on critical thinking, some of them have like real adventure game logic. Like, right. rub the valve handle on yeah. the t- pollen to get it on yeah, that, and that, move to the. Yeah, that that's sort of the problem with a lot of the puzzle games on PC. It's like they don't. Right. <laughs> like that's why I say Return of the Oberdin is one of the few that I really yeah. gets it right. Uh, I would also yeah, say the, yeah. the crew. Uh, if you want to think about, mm-hmm. if you want to think about accuracy, you want to think about deduction, you want to understand some of the more nuanced complexities of critical thinking because communication a, because it is a deductive problem that's ultimately right. yeah uh, there's a finite number of cards right and a f- a fixed set of parameters you can work towards yep and learning um, what what uh not just not taking the card as a card but also taking the card as a signal and learning the language of signaling hey i played this yeah. which is a suggestion that there are other things happening here and then learning to do I, I would say on, that might be very good because that works both sides of critical reason exactly it's, like, it's a deductive puzzle but it's also ampliative that's exactly like, right now you're you yep. also have a secondary realm such as your character like your your uh, players tells and what how they typically play yep. and how they laid that card down yep. uh, and now you're in the realm of not definitely true but probably true yeah uh which is the other half of critical thinking that's right so that's like, right yeah a trick taker probably uh-huh might be the way black to spy uh no thanks the crew those kinds of games mm-hmm. especially in groups i think can be great for that uh, it's a good question isaac i uh i, I threw that in the dock the moment i, I saw it because i Hell brand- love letter Oh, absolutely. Love letter. Yeah. At, at, a, at a super basic level. Yeah, love letter might be the introduction. Yeah, Because love letter um, <clears throat> greases over the uh, endless variability of social deduction mechanics. Yeah. By saying there are this many cards in the deck. Right. Minus one. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You right. might be wrong. Right. But you're probably but right. But you've got math on your side. There's yeah. 13 mm-hmm. fucking cards. But I love this question. <laughs> Brandy and I played a few of the Sherlock games over the holidays. And um, there, there is certainly a lot of critical thinking involved. And I think when we talk about systems and making sense of those systems, Sherlock could be an excellent use case for this. But I don't think it's where I'd start. Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for the question. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great holiday. And with that, we're going to grab more beer and we'll be right back. Caleb, what are you drinking? Well, they can't all be 
side project beers. We cannot. Um, yeah, we one. don't have the budget for all side projects. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely do not. Yeah. Uh, Cap- Slam that subscribe button, folks. We need yeah. more side project. Uh, yeah. Capital Brewers uh, Maybach, which is a seasonal brand out of season, uh, and it is definitely from Wisconsin. So I'm going to say Chris Beer. Yeah. Bottom half, Chris. Uh huh. Bottom right. half, Chris. Yeah, we're cleaning out the fridge now, baby. Does Chris know? Does Chris listen to the show? Uh, no. Okay. I actually told him over New Year's that I, we call him. I, I was half pretty Chris? drunk. I was like, "Hey, you know what? You're right. called on the mix six. How do you take that? He's like, "Yeah, okay. all right. I, I guess I don't have a great taste in beer. Right? He was pretty drunk too. So. I assume that he has no taste in beer. No, no. Right? He can't taste beer. Is my assumption? I think. Yeah, I think he just doesn't think about beers. I don't know do. Chris, but I, it sounds like he's a great dude. Yeah. He's wonderful at a lot of things. Oh, sure. There's some skunk on that. That's that's too old. It went bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna treat. I'm not gonna like blame that on the Maybach or Capital Brewers. Yeah, but that yeah that's old my bikes are usually like a two or a three for me uh, not like, yeah correct yes yeah. it's, it's probably it's probably a two but like that's also a one yeah. it's also expired <laughs> it's expired don't drink it if it's expired right. that that would be the lesson uh, of that beer review yeah. it has nothing to do with capital brewers uh anyway what are we talking about so we're into binge binger and Stephen lee the goat suggests binge binger have you all finished season two of The Witcher? I had an interesting thought about that show. The Witcher is more of a horror show than an action slash adventure. I mean, show. the premise is pretty horrific. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Like yes. what? Like if you read about the Lord, all about yeah. like what? How was a Witcher? You mean tortured children, a, yeah, many yeah. of whom die in the Murdered process? Children, yeah. just tons of dead kids. That's yeah. a lot of dead kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have finished season two of The Witcher. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's something. Before we get into the premise of Stephen Lee's question, which I think is an interesting question, I just need to say this out loud about The Witcher. I believe that for my taste, I really liked season two of The Witcher. Let me start there. Yeah. Second premise. Too much time passed between season one of The Witcher and season two of The Witcher, such that when they pick it up in medias rests and you are describing all of the very nuanced and complex political drama happening across a number of different factions, I remembered virtually none of it and thought I could go back and reread about this stuff or watch the first season, or I could just go, hmm. Those are words, and I know they're words, so I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. I did that. I know. Yeah, I know what you picked. Right. Yeah. I did. I did the latter. I kind of did the same thing. Like, but I'd also played The Witcher Three, so like I kind of knew a lot of the background already. Yeah. This is a yeah. The, yeah. Witcher, yeah, the 3. Witcher Three kind of gives you a primer on everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the time the season ended, I definitely like remembered enough and or. Had I, I think I had enough context about most things to understand what was going on. And also, I just want to be totally clear. I appreciate what The Witcher's doing, and I think The Witcher is Game of Thrones, but fun. Yeah. Um, And that's why I don't really care about knowing to a T who everyone is and what all of the political drama is all the time. Because at the end of the day, it's really a show about Henry Cavill or people who are not nearly as attractive as Henry Cavill killing stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's fun as shit to watch. So I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want to say as a general premise. Killing stuff and dealing with the fact that they had to kill a lot of right, stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's that's the show. Uh-huh. Every, everything else is just cool and fun. And they did kill more stuff this season. Yeah. 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 More monsters. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I was very worried on Netflix. This has become like uh, some real daredevil witcher shit. Like, oh, uh, we're going to have some more conversations in hallways, huh? And they definitely had some conversations in hallways. Yes. But 
they did also let Henry Cavill kill some shit. But they're castle hallways. The castle, or yeah. Like, yeah, mm, yeah. Some of them were good looking hallways. Good looking hallways, um, yeah. I think that's why I disagree with Stephen Lee's premise. I think it does a horrific premise. Yes. Uh, I think the creature design is fantastic. Uh, yeah, that, the, the Mermapod thing the uh, that was in like episode four, the big centipede. Mm, yeah, the yeah. The, the like, oh no, it's the Leshy. Oh wait, it's dead. That yep. thing's a million times worse. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, th- that uh, was very good. Uh, but I don't really see it as a horror show because it is too obsessed with that, like, gossip girl. Well, yeah. so-and-so is cousins. To, he's the Prince of Virginia. Exactly, yeah. And they're sleeping with Philippa. But Philippa is right. really with, like, no, no. What kind of horror movies are you watching? It's like dumb co-eds go in the forest. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Carol and Jennifer broke up again. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. No. Like, at at it's, best, it's I Know What You Did Last Summer, and largely the parts where Jennifer Love Hewitt has a crush on somebody. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, it's, it's Wes Craven horror in that Nev Campbell slept with the guy. Yeah, like that's, I think it's a little uh, too focused on that. That's Craven horror. Nev Campbell's yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little too focused on that to call it like pure horror, but at the same time, like, I don't want it to be pure because I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the soap opera parts of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I like the melodramatic uh, German folklore meets. Yeah. I used to drink with this guy. Uh, yep. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah, good. The, the Beauty and the Beast episode, the for first example. Episode? Yeah, yeah. It, like, was just totally fun. It was probably the best episode. This yeah, year. I yeah, agree. Yeah. And yeah. and the uh, and they do and they do the best part of Geralt, which is not I'm a badass who can kill anything. The best part of Geralt is Geralt, supernatural exterminator. Yes, like he's just like oh. Yeah, yeah, cursing this wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna need new wood. Like yeah. it's all about the forensic investigation. Right. He's got to go to a little lab. He's looking shit up in books. I, I have and had, then he stabs it. That's I, the best part. I have talked I to know. so many Geralt's just about termites. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the thing. I think the best part of Geralt is actually he knows this person and he's known this person for a long time. Yeah, and inevitably by the time we meet this person in the show yeah. or the story. That person's about to die. Yep. Like that, that person's <laughs> going to have a horrific fate because of Geralt or yeah. something. And like Geralt, you just get to see, like, you get to experience this person's entire life yeah. through the lens of Geralt. Totally. And like, yeah, that, that that happens a lot in The Witcher Three, the game, and like, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's the best one of the highlights of the game. Yeah. I thought they. Um uh, season two spoilers BT dub season two did not do like the big reveal of season one was <gasps> they were different timelines and like yeah. that was like a real moment you know um, season two doesn't have any of that season no. two is just like no this shit's fucked up Let's we got a lot stuff. of plot yeah, yeah. People, uh, people hated that yeah. in the first season yeah. that's why it almost didn't get a right. second season yeah. uh, I loved it again, I did too everyone who played the game got it and it wasn't a big reveal. and i hadn't and i liked the yeah, reveal yeah. i thought it was some, but some people did not it was yeah. narratively interesting in a show that doesn't need to be narratively interesting and i mean that in the nicest way possible that's like i, I don't care have you seen that new armor no no he's not he's right. poured he's poured into that thing yeah or yeah. henry cavill uh and then the talcum the, powder alone. do not ever say poor henry cavill he is living the that best is, life that, any of us okay are. but that does not look like a comfortable outfit no, it's guys not. he's yeah very, that's a small price to, yeah. be, to be henry cavill Witch, right. witcher like, armor right. slash gimp suits is oh, what it yeah. looks poor yeah. henry cavill okay. it, it's, like, it's pretty like i remember seeing him the first time in the uh the superman suit and thinking like that took 11 hours to put on <laughs> He lives in that for the rest of his life. It doesn't come off. I hope he doesn't urinate like at all as a human. And Uh, yet I still think it would be preferable to wear that over the Witcher outfit by a country (laughs) mile. Honestly, we don't know this. The Superman suit may be under the Witcher armor. And I just I I want to know. No, he had shirtless scenes like yeah, he did. (laughs) Here's the second thing I want to say about season two that they got wrong. They didn't have 
A bathtub scene? No, everybody remember the fucking banger that was the Bard song in season one? The the song for this season was not new. There was no banger. Like, what a Well, there was a song. It wasn't good. It was a good song. It it was a fine song. But toss a coin to your Witcher, which I believe at one point Maddie fucking made like a loop of so you could get a full version and posted it somewhere. And I listened to that shit like crazy. (laughs) Like, there was no... There was none of that. I thought the bard was great. That dude is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The bar scene with him was wonderful. There, oh, yeah. There's a lot of good here. It's also more difficult to perform than to- like Toss Coin Your Witcher is like a good actual yes. like bard song yes. in that every drunken field hand as a form of yeah. entertainment has mm-hmm. to be able to sing it. Totally. It's a, good, so it it's needs a great a, hook. Yeah. yeah, it needs a good hook yep. yeah. that's easily repeatable they did in it. a nice normal range. Yep. Not like four octaves of crescendo screaming right. about how pissed off you are. Yeah. About how you left him. <laughs> that yeah. You're by, yeah. Which uh, is very well performed very by the well. actor. He's great. But difficult to do if yeah. you've spent all day in a coal mine or smoking weed. Yeah. Like yeah. I have. I mean, a lot of this is because like the witchers now, like the plot is in full swing. And right. The momentum means like they just have to do this shit to keep it going. Totally. Like, like, and so, I'm glad like, they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's great. But like, it means that like certain, yeah, like the song is going and like, well, we gotta can't just have a great banger with a great hook. Nope. If it doesn't service the plot, and they like didn't. Yeah, they did uh, not. My my question is really like, how far are they going to take this? All are they going to take it all the way to the events of The Witcher Three? Because like, I uh, don't know what the events of The Witcher Three are, and that's well, why the reveal yeah, yeah. at the end of season two for me was interesting because yeah. I didn't know. I think they'll have to take it at least to the Wild Hunt. Well, that's, that's a Witcher three. Like that's the game. No, but, no, no. Before that, uh, uh, Geralt joins the Wild Hunt, oh, loses his right. memory entirely that's ooh, right, yeah. of Siri and ooh. Yennefer. Then games one and two take place. Yeah. At the end of two, he gets his full memory oh, back. That's interesting. Then the events of Witcher three. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's like a hundred years between where we're at now and like Witcher three almost. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah. It's fucking great. I it's forgot. The, so wait, Siri. Uh, I forgot that Siri is also. Uh, not 100 years, like 20 to 30 years, I think, at least. So okay. Siri's also long lived. I thought she was. Uh, no, no. It, okay. I, I, I got it wrong. But it is like he does years. lose his memory for years and years. Okay, okay, okay. Like he sleeps with Triss and Triss is like, well, we did that again. And he's like, huh? <laughs> yeah yeah like he he gets he gets supernatural alzheimer's yeah, uh, yeah. and he's got to get over that yeah love that um, yeah that'd be a great season three but uh i think i think it's got to end with him going for the wild hunt because like they got two seasons out of netflix if they get a third it's a fucking economic miracle yeah the like yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know that's like be- getting money from the right. government for healthcare right. in america yeah. like, it just doesn't happen it, this one had, I, think, had I don't know budget. i mean i think what else does netflix have to keep people on like they don't have a whole lot of other well stranger things let, let, then, let me like, let me try that a different yeah. way what else does netflix have to keep us on because yeah. as best i can tell netflix has everything we're just not 15 year old women yeah. uh, or children yeah. Uh, and it seems like the market for most Netflix things at this point is like another teen drama show. Right. Oh, with yeah. Ashton Kutcher. No, yeah. they don't. Do, do, yes, you're they alive. Do. They watched it enough for, I think, two seasons. No, they watched yeah. Motel Makeover, but that's that's even worse. <laughs> Not doing that. Not yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... I I am glad they're doing it. I'm excited for a third season. I'm really excited to not remember anything about seasons one or two while watching season three Mm -hmm. and figure out mm, 40% of it by the time we get there. Well, there's a lot fewer characters to keep track of now. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Great. Great. That's perfect. Yeah. Ideal. Uh, Stephen Lee, thank you for the question. As always, hope you're doing well. And with that, Ross is going to get a beer and we'll be right back. 
Producer Ross, what are you drinking? This is Sea Trolls from Torrid Label, uh, a Kansas City brewery. And I think we've done some of their stuff before. We've done a lot of their stuff. And I'm 5% positive we've done this beer before. But again, no rules after 1,000. And it's hard to tell anymore. So for and any of also, you... also, it's an IPA. So right. it's hard to tell in the first place. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Any, yeah. if any of you are internet sleuthing and you're like, you did this beer, I'm canceling my... Pl-, like, whatever. Whatever. Hey, if you're internet sleuthing that hard... It's probably please, someone else who did it. Yeah. yeah. Please Anyways, do our it list It smells like us. an IPA. Yeah. Oh, it's an IPA. I think Torn Label actually does good stuff. I don't like some of the styles they make, but I think they do. They do them well, I would say. Yeah, it's pretty fresh. Uh, That's like nice. A little bit of citrus. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the hops. Um, uh, but it's still kind of watery. It's not like super flavorful. Yeah. 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 So, but which is weird because it's like a 6.7. You think it'd have. Oh, more. Yeah. 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 Like it's kind of. I think we would all agree at this point that if it has to be an IPA, I hope it's citrusy as hell. Yeah, that that's the thing that I want. Honestly, I'm going to give it a three because it's just an average. Totally like, fair. Yeah, that, like, yeah, that's how this works. Um, it would be a beer I would be fine drinking, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to get it. Right. I'm not going to pour it down his length, though. No, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's a win, honestly, yeah, yeah, for an IPA as far as yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a bit. Yeah, for yeah. me, a three is about as high as an IPA yeah. for the most part. Uh, hey, we're into will never be author. Or will never bother. Mm-hmm. If you've not listened to the show long enough to hear me talk about how I came up with that and how proud I was for having come up with it, um, just start scrolling back through that feed. You'll probably find it at some point. Start from the beginning. You'll get there eventually. Yeah, it's your number one vote getter. Uh, Caleb, what are we talking about? Uh, Friedrich suggests we'll never bother. Sketch out a time travel story that actually makes sense and has Winnie the Pooh in it since he's public domain. It needs to include romance and action because we need to sell it. And some locations, uh, Friedrich has suggested preferably Eastern European cities so that (laughs) shooting the movie isn't so expensive. Well, we can uh, fake it like it and a tight connection to Missouri for that grounded realism. The author's voice. Yeah. Also in a Eastern European city. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, okay. I got this. Okay. (laughs) I got this. All right. All right. Now just hear me out. Uh huh. Winnie the Pooh has always been a time travel story. All right. But the time traveler is Christopher Robin, who is actually Jason Bourne. <laughs> so, well, he's the, Jason Bourne's not public domain as far as I'm aware. Well, we'll call him so we'll call him by his Nixon name okay. or whatever it was. Well, yeah. uh-huh. well, this is going to be a Jason Bourne film. Yeah. Just including right. Winnie the Pooh now because we can because right. he's public domain. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can write him into anything we want. And I want to do it Roger Rabbit style cartoon winnie the pooh not an actual bear cartoon winnie the pooh oh yeah jason Bourne wakes up in born five or whatever the fuck it would be at this point i the think poo the, ident- the poo identity, the poo identity yeah. thank you and uh uh not at all holding back a laugh on that one uh, <laughs> and he's a child again in the fucking wilderness which is actually where he first learns to hone his skills taught yes by, by the animals of the forest but get yeah. this actually taught by piglet that's the fucking shit. Oh, okay. No one Just knows exclusively it. Pig- exclusively by Piglet. Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, they're all dupes. They have no clue. So Piglet's that- running Christopher Robin, a.k.a. Jason. Blue. Listen to this. Piglet <laughs> is, in this in this instance, played by Brian Cox. <laughs> and it's a different take on Piglet. I get that. A darker take, we might say. <laughs> yeah. But So they're off in the forest. So this time travel movie makes sense... Well, because it's a time travel movie. How? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Contradiction in terms. That's All exactly right. Fair right. Enough. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Cox as a small pig, what mm-hmm. we what we typically refer to as a piglet. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know who plays Winnie the Pooh at this point uh, because it's a cartoon. I assume it's Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't He's normal else, now. I don't know yeah. what else to say about that. Um, and uh, young Matt Damon, uh, child Matt Damon, okay. is being trained in the woods. Uh, can we get like the crypto animation version of Matt Damon that oh, is no yeah. doubt on one of his new crypto commercials? History, history is full of almost. Yeah, the, the, uh-huh. yeah, the Carfax, Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have an alternate one. Good luck. Okay, yeah. Uh, So the alternate version is uh, for Missouri, uh, we get uh, uh, Tom Sawyer. Uh, Tom Sawyer finds the time machine. uh, Time Sawyer. Time Sawyer. There we go. Very good, yeah. Um, And now he's a young adult, and he's an adult, and he's going through, and he finds, he goes through time, and as an adult, he finds the adult Christopher Robin. Uh, and he falls in love uh, with but, the adult Christopher. Robin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, wow. and, but then um, Christopher Robin, uh, as they're they're in London and and like flirting and trying to figure each other out, right. and, uh, then um, Dracula strikes and <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. uh, drains. You know, uh, 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 Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin becomes a vampire, and um, the only way to restore him is uh uh taking like only winnie the pooh can uh restore christopher robin uh but winnie the pooh has been kidnapped by dracula dracula's behind been behind this whole thing so time sawyer has to go to eastern europe to track down dracula and uh rescue winnie the pooh so a real like van helsing tom sawyer bit yeah 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 okay i'm into that yeah uh who do in this instance who plays time sawyer and who plays uh christopher robin uh well one of them is played by chris pratt obviously yeah uh the other one uh, well you know what actually no 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 no, no, no. Wow, chris okay. pratt wouldn't do that because you know chris pratt is probably not gonna be okay with <laughs> playing a gay character that feels true yeah yeah uh chris pratt maybe yeah maybe his church has something to say about that i don't know i don't but you know who would be okay we get Channon Tatum and Jonah Hill to play the two. Oh, this is great. Yeah. And now it's just 21 jumps, 23 jump street functional. Exactly. Oh, this is good. We get all the, we basically make it the league of extraordinary gentlemen, but not weird. Just fun. Yeah. Don't make the league of extraordinary <laughs> gentlemen. We tried that. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. all the public domain stuff. I kind of like this. Yeah. 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 It's got romance. It's got Who, action. Is Pooh an actual bear or is Pooh a cartoon bear? Uh, I picture Danny DeVito in a bear suit. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of this movie. Yeah. I need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm childhood innocence. <laughs> I just mentioned him like, I'm baking in here. Yeah. Yeah. But Danny DeVito crawl. from It's Always Sunny, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Lots of children scream. I just want to be pure. Totally out of his fucking yeah. mind. Yeah. Totally frustrated by everything. Mm-hmm. And really bummed that he has to go do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Annoyed yeah. by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, those. Time travel stories made perfect sense. I think we can move on. Yeah, we did it. You're welcome. You, Thanks thank for the question, Friedrich. Friedrich and the world. Uh, and with that, we're going to get more beer. We'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? Uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> this is also from Capital Brewery. Real Kathy energy over there. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Mondays. Uh, remember, Mon- that, that's a yeah. different. Well, no. Does Kathy do a Monday thing? I think everybody does. Ack no. is. Uh, Ack Beetle is Bailey doesn't give a shit about Mondays. Ack is Kathy? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. okay, yeah. Yeah, I think only Garfield does Mondays. Look, yeah. I think if you ask Kathy how she felt about Mondays, it wouldn't be 100%. Yeah, right. that's, I mean, that's... That's true. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So this is Wisconsin Amber, is what mm-hmm. it's called. This just very much feels like Capital Brewery was told, probably not unlike the Wachowskis, you have to make this beer or lose the rights to making know. beer. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'm stereotyping, but I think the people of Wisconsin love an Amber Ale. I think that 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 is in my in my stereotype as much as they can feel love. <laughs> wow! All right, you went a little farther than I. I'm just saying, with beer like that, I think it dulls the emotions. <laughs> Not unlike uh, soma. It, did it skunk or is it just bad? I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Both. Yes. <laughs> He's going back in. Got to confirm the kill. I imagine, oh God, I imagine that if you licked the inside of a bowling ball finger hole, that's what this would <laughs> would taste like. It's a, it's a one. It's a, I mean, that's an evocative. All uh, right. Okay. But is it a one like I have to try it? No. One or is it a no. one like I think it's turned one? It's a one like I wish I wouldn't have had that beer one. But, but we it, have a rule. It's not good. It's not good. Okay. You might, right. you honestly, you might even give it a two. Uh, it's not a two. All right. It's bad. <laughs> it's frustrating that I put it in my body bad. All right. You're and not for to, health reasons. You have to put one there because I, I can't see. Your, yeah. The doc's not updating, yeah. which is fun because honestly, we may in this episode not have all the data, which well, is cool. We haven't recorded the data in uh, six months. Right. Yeah, so. If only we had some sort of, I don't know, recorded audio version of this yeah. Well, yeah, conversation. But, well, there's no way to tell. Yeah. No way to tell. Anyways, I'm bummed this about that. Beer. live exclusively. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought we were just chatting. Yeah. <sighs> is that what you've Twitch com- is? You've commercialized yeah. this. Yeah, you demon. Our, our moments together. How dare you? Um, we're into Ask Mixed Six, and Turtle asks. Should we ever be making plans in the future? This is probably a drunk enough. Should we ever be making plans <laughs> Boy, that does like in the future again? My fiance is asking about a convention in September, and I'm just like, should I even try? COVID won't be done. And I think Turtle, here's my uh, short and hot take on this. I actually think Turtle has answered the question in the question. Uh, yeah. You're exactly right. That and knowing that is all the information. You another, need. That's exactly like, what's the next Greek letter, right? What are the next two letters? That's going to be that. Co- COVID's going to COVID's just never going to be done. And yeah. so the question is, what at this point? What this is how I'm approaching things. I'm not. Telling, yeah. I'm not being. Hopefully, not being too prescriptive. Uh, at this point, my only rule is, what is my risk tolerance? And I am vaccinated and boosted. I've had COVID. I got sick over the break. My at home test told me it wasn't COVID. Then the CDC told me my at home test probably wouldn't detect Omicron. That's cool. So maybe it was covid i don't fucking know but at this point i don't expect to ever not not talk about covid again so the question is what am i willing to do with the existence of covid and and the reality is not a whole lot and that's kind of where i am considering the cdc um outside of the trump administration which like they're they never recovered their reputation for me at least well, i mean for good reason they've been pretty shit lately yeah but like now that they're just like actually uh rub some, each other yeah rubs like, yeah rub see some my comments about keys, them keys. being shit uh-huh, yeah, yeah rub some dirty on it give me a second like it's not only that covid's never gonna end i don't even know what's true about it anymore like i understand i i'm not saying like vaccines are bad i'm not being a truther or a psycho what i am saying is just like I don't know what my risk profile is. I know I should be vaccinated and I know what they say my risk 
profile is. But is that because it's my risk profile? Or they really want me to get back to work? Or like, yeah, did a CEO of Delta lean on them and like, yeah, it's not, I'm not saying like it's all bullshit. Don't believe in the basic idea of immunology. Uh, I am saying that like when it comes to the risk profile thing, you're, you're moving an invisible line. You're, you're, you're moving an invisible line of probability that may have been alive to begin with. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. Right. Right now I'm not going to, to crowded restaurants or bars, which is the thing I was doing when things seemed better. And if things seem better, I'll probably do that. But I, other than a number, which I'll see to help me make that decision, which is a daily case count slash hospitalization rate, which are probably not wildly accurate in the first place in some ways because of the lack of reporting because of home at home testing, et cetera. I'm kind of picking data points that I'm more or less likely to feel good about in those moments. And I'm not, I'm not trying to besmirch science or data or medical technology. I think all that's great. I'm just saying I, that's all I've got. And so I'm kind of pivoting around those things now. And I'll tell you, I don't think there's a world in which I attend like a large convention style setting for yeah. a bit. I think you have to answer it for yourself, Turtle. I know I've sort of answered it, um, at least in the short term. Like, unless there's some kind of pressure or I need to go help somebody I know, like, I should be doing Gen Con prep right now. It's January. Like, you got to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, I got that email from On it. Like, um, that's the way it works. And I have not looked at it. Right. I, I yeah. won't even open an email because it feels like being like, what poster should I put on my wall when I live on the moon? Right. Like, yeah. it just feels like the most ridiculous planning ever. I can't even imagine being at that place right now. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't really approached it. And I think that is just where we're at. I will say this, Turtle. Anybody who says they know what's coming doesn't. Nobody knows what's coming. This is uh, virgin territory, man. Uh, there's no president um, that anybody's going to acknowledge. Um, and the presidents are very uh, much in the don't look up territory. Yeah. So like, well, um, yeah. The attorney general in Missouri is literally suing school districts requiring masks, which by my estimation is the equivalent of state sanctioned violence while withholding yes. federal, like all those fun Fucking tweets about federal like, funds. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. those fun tweets about what happened to all that COVID relief money is like, right. well, we never got it. Yeah. Or it was they gave hostage. it to the cops. Like, yeah. That's what. <laughs> right. Which is what like the Chicago mayor did. Yeah. Like, and, and so I, I, I think yeah. maybe the wrinkle I would add to Turtle's question it's not just that COVID's not going away. It's it's, it, it's, it's also no one is going to start doing that. anything about it's, it's it. It's well, the, the systems that would interact with it productively or unproductively to move numbers in one direction or the other are not based in reason or rationality or science in many instances. And so it doesn't fucking matter. I think the biggest thing to think of is there's no no one is going to help you or care about you if like something really bad happens right on an institutional level yeah like the medical system is overwhelmed right now yes anything medical happens to you even not covid it's going to be really bad so right try to avoid that don't get any car wrecks for example don't have a heart attack uh but like if there's going to be no sympathy there's going to be no mercy if you get incapacitated with covid so like keep that in mind before you make plans. Right. Like, is this like what it you, you, it's going to be a, a gamble, a risk, no matter what you right. do. But like, uh, you have to be figure out what you are comfortable with as a person in yeah. terms of taking risks. Right? Yeah. The, because the, like, there's other, there's downsides too of not of like, 
if you stay hidden forever, if you never go to the gym anymore, well, there's health risks for yeah, that totally. too. Well, if there's, I, I, I think uh, that, yeah, I think that's it. Cause like, I do think the risk changes based on vax versus unvax. I think the change versus on like population and like, Omicron. yeah, get vax, get boosted. Yeah, obviously. Um, and I, I do think there is like a change in the risk scenario of like us doing this here, vaccine boosts versus going to Gen Con and doing a live show or something. Yeah, with like, well, there's going to be just assuming any like there's a thousand people in the room, there's going to be yeah COVID. But yes. just but here's yeah. the thing about that, and I think that's the point you get yeah. to. Like the actuarial tables of that risk are different, but I don't think they're nearly as extreme as the new actuarial variables of any consequence for anything else that happens. It's the back end that has changed. Yeah. The cops are not coming to help. They are out of ambulances. Yeah. yeah. They don't have room in the ER. There is no more money at the food bank. There yeah. is no, like, that is it. Like, yeah. it's not about the COVID risk by itself. It's the same that thing. is a regularly, like, when the anti-vaxxer psychos are just like, well, you're at risk every time you leave the house. They are technically correct about yes. that. Yeah. And if we're talking in pure math, Yes, Mm -hmm. the risk is something that if you said was negligible and you were vaxxed and boosted, I would say I agree. Yeah. Like you're rolling them dice. You could get it when you get food from the groceries if you're not wiping it down anymore at this rate. I understand. However, I think that back end, like no one's coming to help. Right. No one is coming to help. And when it happens, like you're fucked. And it doesn't matter what it is. Car accident, out of gas. Yeah. um, Yeah. Waiting for Applebee's next to the wrong red hatted psycho. Like we. Yeah. No one's coming to help. We were in we were in Sullivan, Missouri yesterday. Brandy had a a doctor's appointment there and she's reaching a point wherein we have an issue that is going to require some surgery. And she was told flatly by uh, a member of Barnes Jewish, which is an incredible, an incredible healthcare system, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of we, the best hospitals in yes, the country. We have shut down our operating rooms. The only way I could get you this surgery surgery is if it was an emergency. It is not currently. So we are going to check back in monthly to see if it is approaching emergency status so that I can try to get you into an operating room. And that's it. Flatly was told that. And that's just where we are on this. Uh, the, the latest wait at our current hospital's emergency room is 16 hours. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. The, Do you have an emergency as in like, I can handle it literally tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, well, Ross, you want an emergency. Ross is right. It, you know, it's one thing to accept the risk. It's the other thing to accept that on the back end of risk, the infrastructure for helping you with, with, with the negative consequences of risk is gone. Yeah. I mean, the reality is if you've talked to a healthcare worker in the last six months and they didn't try to murder you for just being a human, you should grant them sainthood. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where we are on some of this stuff. But like uh, a lot of the healthcare workers I talk to aren't healthcare workers anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that teachers. should be concerning. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like teachers are quitting in droves too because yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And uh, they absolutely should. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Um, but like the thing is if you're like, should I do X or not because yeah. of COVID? Um, think about the consequences. If X, if not doing X is going to be like significantly impairing your mental health, yep. like like if you're locked up and you're so depressed or like whatever that you need to get out, then fucking then just do it because obviously the consequences will do it if you think you can survive right. getting COVID. Like that. Or, yeah, you're willing to go, okay, worst case scenario, I'll get COVID greater than what's currently happening. Yeah, the thing is never say like COVID is now so omnipresent and everything. Like yeah. it, you have a significant chance of just even minimal interaction. But I, so I like, will say almost no yeah. one's dying of breakthrough. Like almost yeah, no yeah. one. Yeah. If, if you're vaccinated. A, a, yeah, yeah. a fraction of the people who get it yeah. post yeah. 
uh, vaccine boost to right. go to the hospital, but and a f- very small fraction yeah. of that, so like, yeah, mental uh, end up on ventilator. Health is shit. important yeah. too, yeah, and like shit like that. And like, like I say, yeah. I don't think the risk calculation has changed so much on the front end if you're sane and got vaccine boosted. I think it's a pretty negligible difference. I think the back end's didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the back end is like, well, no, it's going to be filled. Went up. wrong. So yeah. going to like a four day thing yeah. with yeah. tens of thousands of people circulating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like, or even if you like you, it, well, one thing is also upgrade your mask. Get uh, start. Uh, one thing I've read is that surgical masks aren't even good. Cloth masks are just yeah, don't. terrible. Right. Surgical masks only give you like half an hour of protection. You should get what they uh, what are they called N95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're going to be out in any N95s, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. if you're going to be out for any length of time. But yeah. the cloth yeah. mask was the be all end all of healthcare because they couldn't provide us right. N95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. what I'm talking about. Also, don't buy buy your shit on amazon yeah 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 like post vaccine and booster which has an effect you can see with your fucking eyes Mm -hmm. you don't need to have a microscope for that um everything is moving deck chairs on a titanic command like like well do your yeah you need to have that except we said you didn't need to have that a week ago and next week we're going to say something different and it's also still different on the website yeah but other than you need like yeah, yeah don't don't go don't fall for covid scolding don't like become neurotic about it right um i i would say that much like acknowledge that they didn't give you a fucking tyvek suit for the same reason they didn't deliver you groceries and you're you're gonna have to go out sometimes yeah. like you're gonna have to see people yeah and not go insane yeah um but at the same time right uh before you think things get better, tell me what happens. Yeah, and I, I would I would say that's that's what I want to say. Right. If you're gonna make a plan yeah. for if in case it's better, yeah. Tell me what changes specifically. Don't be like, well, someone will come and yeah. They're not. They're not. So coming. Brandy and I just did this. Our <laughs> ten year anniversary is in December. She wants to do another like redo our honeymoon. Our honeymoon was it got sideways for a few reasons. Not important. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has been asking me incessant, like, Hey, do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? And finally, the other night I tried to say like, I would be happy to go a number of places. I am not going to secure Volunteer, a hotel room yeah. or buy a plane ticket or imagine traveling for six months. Mm-hmm. And, and not, that's not, that doesn't mean I'm not going to travel for six months. It means I'm not going to think about traveling for six months. And then I will have a conversation about traveling because I cannot imagine what's going to happen in the interceding period yeah. wherein suddenly I go, Hey, I want to get on a fucking plane. Are we going to get new variants? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so I turtle, turtle, I think the, I think the sentiment is right here, which is like, is there a point in making a plan? I'm not making many plans. Uh, but if you want to make a plan, I think that there's a lot of ways in which you can square that. And so if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Hey, cool. Just be safe. Uh, yeah, don't, if you're vaccine boosted, don't factor a social thing into it, I would say. Well, like not massive gathering. Yeah, I, right. I guess. But like the risk is pretty negligible. Like Sarah has to go teach every day, right? Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm bathed in it. Yeah, yeah. I live with her. She's got to go to school every day. And those kids do not give a fuck. Right. You think Gen Con's bag? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Buddy. Uh, like School's a petri Yeah. Dish. You would be better off uh, covered in fucking pigeons if you wanted a uh, clean environment. And there's nothing I can do about it. It's not a choice that any of us made. Right. It's a choice that we said that we wanted to not die and not freeze in the winter. And yeah. that's the choice we made. And you know what? I'm not going to say, like, damn you for doing that. If, no. like... What yeah. the fuck's Gen Con gonna do right. to me? Yeah, right, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and I, and I, it's not like I wouldn't be masked. It's not like you wouldn't be vaccinated. You wouldn't right. be boosted. Right. Um, 
I don't think I'm going to make the choice to do it, but right. I'm not going to say fuck you for doing totally. so if you're vaccine and boosted. Yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, there's you, a level of burnout. Like, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. you got, I would love to go back to Origins. Yeah. I would love to. Genuinely one of the five best times and, of and my and entire although, life. And, yeah. although who are, and also, who are you spreading it to? Like, if everyone in your family's vaccine and boosted and you're vaccine and boosted or you're living by yourself or something, like, I, I don't really understand. Right. You either have it or you have it, man. At this point, you got the Omicron. Are you got the vaccine meant to prevent the over? Right. That's it. Yeah. It's a binary. There's nobody in between. Like, it's too fucking virulent. Like, also um, remember vaccines won't stop you from getting it. They'll just make it a lot, a lot less worse. Yes. Right. And you're still you rolling that dice. Right. Yeah. You are still yep. rolling that dice. Yep. As long as you acknowledge you're still rolling that dice. I can't say fuck you for leaving the house because no one's coming to help you. Right. Like right. no one's coming to your house to make it right. sane. No one's coming to get you food. No one's coming to pay your rent. Um, you're not going to be able to stay inside for right. the same reason that like the ones who stayed inside the apartment blocks didn't make out of the cities in Mad Max. Like yep. you got to go out and do stuff. Uh, I, I fucking get it. Um, so don't like beat yourself up about it. Would be my guess. Yeah. Whatever yeah. choice you make, be responsible for yourself. Yeah, your mental health you. is important too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your mental health is important. All right. Uh, more beer, more stuffs. Right back. Caleb, what, uh, oh boy, what's that? Well, we knew what we were getting. Yeah. And then we didn't. And then we didn't. But then we fooled ourselves with the, but then we did side again. project. Yeah. But then we jumped right back down the well. Hopes, hopes got up. Yeah. Just for a tragic fall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's Capital Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, this is the Capital Supper Club. Uh, what is that? It hasn't said what kind of beer it is, except that. <laughs> I just want to be clear, other than saying a Wisconsin state of mind, it just says not bad. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. And I, I just want to be, I've been curious oh about this one. Oh, my God. I just want to be clear, not bad is the golden ring they were reaching. 100%. For. That was the heights of their. And uh, so far, they, they have failed. <laughs> yeah, thus far. Right. Swing and a miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's not looking good, Capital. Oh, boy. Is it not bad? It's kind of that bad. Hey! It's not good, though. Well, yeah. What is it? It's a two. What, no, but like, what is it? Is it a lager? I I, I would have to say lager. I want you to tell me what it is, other than mildly skunked. It smells like a Capital, glass bottle, is what it smells Capital like. Capital Brewing Supper Club is Tastes an ode. Like it. It's an ode to the Great Wisconsin Supper Club tradition. Goes great with fish fry, prime rib, or just a relish tray. A classic Wisconsin lager no. sporting an American malt profile. Supper Club's moderate mouth oh. uh, feel Where? and mild bittering no. allow for uh, superb drinkability. No. Show me the malt right. profile. Yeah. It is. Show it to me. It Do you is. know what that, that is? That was cold water. I am re- it's an American right. malt profile. Drink that. Taste the taste of 404. Look, I'm Drink. reading it from Capital Brewery's website. I How why would they lie? Drink that beer. And I would welcome a green bottle skunky beer. Yeah, at this you point. look me in the eye and tell me you tasted something. Oh, it's like a fucking al- liar. <laughs> Lies. LaCroix beer. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like the illusion of taste. If you like- drank cold water and someone yelled Budweiser. 
I think my mind, I think there wasn't taste, but my mind was like, no, there had to have been taste. Right. There's got to be a line. Yeah. yeah. So connect think, those dots. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Maddie. Yeah. yeah have yeah. fun. <laughs> Honestly, your palate is probably the least wrecked today. So yeah. do you taste beer? Maddie's got no. the most. Int- Maddie's looking at it as if she's not even consumed anything. Right. Uh-huh. Maddie's the kind of person who. It, it, it heard beer was right. being brewed next door. Yep. The LaCroix beer. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, uh, 5%. That's a two. IBU, um, 28 IBUs. Yeah. I will say it's not bad. Yeah. Because no, cold water is nice. You got to say, yeah, I guess they yeah, got to say, hydrated. okay. With that context, here, now drink this one that I that I announced earlier, okay. which does taste like something. It tastes like bad beer, which what, is infinitely what, 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 what worse like than this, a beer that tastes like nothing. From a bowling That's ball? That's still a two to me. Like the inside of a bowling ball hole. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were to lick Ugh. the inside of a bowling ball hole, that's the flavor. It you does have get. like a, a cigarette yep. on uh, the uh, yep. ceiling tile. Yep. Kind of taste. That's exactly Ugh. right. Ugh. That um, beer tastes like the worst bar you've been to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Kayla, what are we talking like, about? There have been a couple of murders at this bar. Uh, there's been a couple murders at every bar, Ross. Armchair director, uh, Trekkie140 suggests, similar to your segment on the TMNT trilogy, replace the directors of any of the Star Wars trilogies and imagine how the films become. So I'm going to say we have to do blocks of three. Okay. You could, a, a new director for one through three. Uh-huh. A new director other than George Lucas for five, four, five, six. Uh-huh. What were Lawrence then, Kasdan? And then another director for seven, eight, nine. Like one actual director, not the rotating. So one director per trilogy? Dibs, yeah. Dibs first okay. trilogy. Okay. Oh, damn. That was what I wanted to. Uh-huh. Maybe this is a draft. We'll compare notes. Okay. All we'll right. just compare notes. Okay. Well, I'll do, we'll do them. All right. Okay. So who's yours for the first? Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, man. Very much in for the, the original trilogy? Yes. Four, five, and six? No. One, one through three. The oh, prequels. The prequels. The prequels. Paul, wait. Here's why. Wow. Here's why. Because the prequels are not about the rise of Anakin, uh-huh. they're about the failure of of obi-wan kenobi uh-huh. in shaping anakin uh-huh. so it is a there will be blood-esque meltdown oh. of obi-wan kenobi in his failure to stop the rise of darth Vader. so is obi-wan Ke- daniel day lewis sure okay. seeing the signs mm-hmm. uh misreading the interactions seeing it come to fruition look what they did to my boy yeah exactly exactly that <laughs> okay here's what i'm assuming yeah it's the same script mm-hmm. it's the same script you just are changing the director. Oh, my. So the script's going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. You're not going to be able to change the lines. You're not going to be able to change how stupid the story is. Wes Anderson. I want what I want, like perfectly centered scenes. I want um, fucking Danny Glover as like the Trade Federation going on and on about shit. I want like a little precocious child as Attica to be. I love you, mommy. And Natalie Poe yes, you do, honey. And moving on, I want it to be fastidiously centered. The Galactic um, Senate just looks like a high school play. Uh-huh. It would be so good. Oh my god! It would make them actually watchable because. My assumption is the story is going to remain dog shit. Yeah. So how do I make it at least interesting to look and, at and and funny? And I think Wes Anderson would do it. And, I think he'd knock it out of the you park. You know, so there's like a there's actually so uh you know the the um sound of music on Tatooine, which You've has always been doing precocious children. Right. It's Moonrise Kingdom. You've got weird incest uh subplots. Yeah. You've got there's there there's a very important go-kart race. There's so much going on that is uh, very Wes Anderson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack would get better. Uh I, I'm just saying. It, it would it would be huh. okay. Um you know what who I pick for the prequels? 
This is going to be out of left field. Catherine Bigelow, point break <laughs> in the Hurt Locker. <laughs> um, Jesus. It's going to be more stylish. It's going to be. Tatooine a- scenes are going to be Homeland level. No, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I really want to see from Catherine Bigelow is when Anakin kills all the younglings. Like. <laughs> That is gonna be. Scarring. He's gonna be shooting. He's gonna be on the ground shooting his blast straight up in the air. Right. Yeah, that yeah. is gonna be rough. Keanu Reeves is in it somehow. Um, oh, near dark. It's gonna be super. It's gonna be more stylish. You have to give her give her that. Well, stylish is a strong term to well, describe. Catherine Bigelow. Dark. Near not, dark. I, uh-huh. I'm not point sure, break. I'm not yeah. sure what the films are gonna look like. Yeah. But I do want it just because how much it would piss James Cameron off. Yeah. If she like yeah. just like right. blew past Cameron level suits. Like, yeah, well, I directed Star Wars now. Right. He would lose his fucking <laughs> mind. Yeah. And Extra bonus. And I, I want to be clear about that. I want to yeah. be clear. Yeah. He has already lost his right. goddamn Here, mind. Here's what I know. If you gave him a James Catherine- Cameron is basically the guy. Um, what's his face? Marlon Brando's character from uh, Apocalypse Now. But in somewhere <laughs> yeah. in China. Can can you making up yeah. avatar movies yeah. can you imagine the fucking city he would create if Catherine bigelow got a three right. deal <laughs> star wars trilogy here's what i'll tell you he w- we would live in a fucking dyson sphere <laughs> like he would lose his fucking mind i'd It'd bet be money i'd yeah. bet money that bigelow would do an entire star wars trilogy before he did a second avatar hey that th- i would that is uh-huh. that is fact. absolutely true 100 percent yeah yeah she yeah. gets shit done it's Exactly right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we do the other trilogies? Oh, yeah, we should do all, okay. of should do all right. rest, yeah. So should we do the Someone original other trilogy? Than George Lucas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Someone other for the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh okay. That's interesting. Um so, I don't, yeah. so honestly, like just take the guy who made Lucas's work better. I'd say Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the safest choice. That would yeah. that would be like it's gonna be that's very why THX 1138. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be a better movie series, yeah. Yeah, especially 100%. the second two movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I just yeah. say Spielberg. He okay. he he understood whatever Lucas was trying to do with film better than Lucas did. Uh, I I'm I'm going to go along that line, uh, uh-huh. but um, you've got. You've got Kubrick's AI, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Retroactively ruined. I think we should, okay. Retroactively ruined by Spielberg. No, no, no. Okay. I say so, you give it to Kubrick. Yes. I want to see Stanley Kubrick. We have to pick a director who is around that Episode time. Episode four, five, six. Spielberg yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Kubrick was. Yeah, yeah. So fair. you know who my choice is? Who? The guy they were ripping off. Kurosawa. Yeah. Oh, that would be fucking That totally would be fucking weird. Fucking sick. Yeah. Also, there would be a number of dead Western actors. I don't think yeah. the actors of, of 1970s Hollywood could handle a Kurosawa set. Honestly, no. arrows getting shot at you. Right. Reversing rivers. No, no. Like the, the 70 was peak. Uh, uh, what is it? The uh, way you go into character uh, method. Acting. Method. Yeah. yeah, they were peak method acting. They would they would die, but they would they would be like, yes, I was glad to die for this movie. Uh, yeah. OK, I mean, they would be, they'd be there, on so many. Drugs there would be a human cost. You know what? It's worth it. <laughs> it would be worth it. That is interesting. And and I'm really wondering about the second and the third films. Like who would play up like who who makes Return of the Jedi? Shiro Mafune's in it somehow. Yeah. More interesting. Yeah. And I would, and I all admit that like I'm more in the bag for Return of the Jedi than most people are. Um like I'm, right. I'm pretty pro Return of the Jedi. Well uh, that's interesting. I know. <laughs> I think the first twenty minutes of the Return of the Jedi are like some of the best of all. What Star about Wars. the rest of the movie? I'm kind of into it. Like all I right. think the Ewoks are kind of cute and fuzzy. Like I'm, I'm good with how stupid it gets. Sure. The question is, who makes 
And at that point, I think you just let Jim Henson go, you know, oh, like, let Jim him do, his Henson thing. do the, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Just let him have it. That would be fun. I agree. That would be fun. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, okay. So, and then the, uh, the reboot. Oh, the, this is easy. Was it Denny Villeneuve? No. Oh, Lynch. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is for me. I don't fuck all this is y'all for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't give a shit about any of you. David Lynch, Twin Peak returns it. Like this is it. You're going to convince him to do three films on any of the same subject. You didn't say we had to, we said we could just make them do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. If we, if I can make David Lynch, make the, like Jesus, I can save it from Abrams and like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, this one is also super easy, but like for a, knock it out of the park john favreau because he already did mandalorian he, he better fucking than, he he gets the star wars universe that's better yeah. than, i mean that's or better whoever than, did rogue one right. just yeah, yeah. yeah that's be, that's better than fucking yeah. abrams yeah Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah favreau favreau has genuinely slayed it like yeah. favreau has done the star wars universe better than i think maybe I, I love the idea of just like let's take old genres we can't do anymore and make a star wars westerns yeah robert rodriguez you want to do a fucking sword and sandal yeah tuscan raiders sure fuck it why not we got disney money go for it so good like and it's it uh want to make an animatrix but for star wars fine yeah yeah i we don't give a shit we're rich as hell yeah. like that's the way to do it's, it it's so amazing to see the the star star wars side projects being so much better than the main show yeah because like Light they they just better. like yeah okay we'll actually get talented people and let them do what they need to right. instead of like being constrained by the insane politics of yep. like the main thing that's right the main mm-hmm. show yep it's just so mind-boggling yeah, yeah we've already seen the choice of who should do the final three and we chose wrong we chose imagine, poorly yeah. imagine uh, making the rise of Star- the big fancy grail and now all of culture you made is the rise of the skywalker but then like yeah no mandalorian sure right fine. yeah, yeah. For- I I I okay. want to I I want to say a positive. I thought Force Awakens was totally radically enjoyable, and I loved it. You, I I I know it was a New Hope. I okay. get that. I I don't. It was Abrams, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that J.J. Abrams does some good stuff. That is not a comment on J.J. Abrams. That is, I there are J.J. Abrams films that I really like. Sure, I enjoyed the Force Awakens immensely. And mm-hmm. there's also Lost. There's also Lost. There's also Lost. Let's not forget about that. Uh, I can't or, believe or, I watched that whole fucking Earlier, show. we talked about the gold standard for, for failure of series. Mm-hmm. Lost is near the top of the... I think that Game of Thrones might have replaced it from... I don't know. No, I Game of Thrones did. I think, I think the Lost think finale was qualitatively worse than the Game of Thrones I think finale. you can sometimes no. snap your ankle so much on the landing that it becomes named after you. There, like the expectations. The St. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about St. Elsewhere, mm-hmm. except at the end, it was right. all an autistic child's right. dream. Yeah. That's not... That's a common ending that people do, but St. Elsewhere did it so hard that it's, no, the Saint that it's the St. Elsewhere ending now. I think maybe it's the opposite of the character. I think Strode. you lost it. Right. I think when you mystery box into actually it was all bullshit all yeah. along. <laughs> That's really? called losting. Yeah. Lost like there there had been a gradual decline from the fir- the promise of the first few seasons to Yes. Uh, so like I don't know that it was but Game that of Thrones, yeah. like it was much more abrupt and the expectations. So that's why I think Game of Thrones is a gold changer. Also because just the effect on it. Here's something they both have in common. Because they were Outside planning of- to do there weren't there was no plans to do like a post main lost like right. spinoff right but there were plans to do that and that yeah. all got canceled because of how bad it was so yeah. i think that's why Go they, game they are they are doing a game of thrones spinoff now uh yeah now right. like years later at least with matt smith two though, or three years could later. be redeeming like yeah. here's something they both have in common outside of terrible endings the last season just totally whiffed at almost every turn which one uh both lost and the game of thrones well, sure. last season and yeah, yeah. uh to bring it back to the actual Topic Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Who's your director for the? Because nine new- was <sighs> dog shit. Not, 
and Rise of Skywalker is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like <laughs> really bad, bad. Wow. Like not bad, good. Like I would rather watch three Neil Breen movies over Rise of Skywalker. Um. So I I do th- I mean I said it kind of glibly earlier, but I think Dune is the best Star Wars movie so made v. in the last thirty years. Yeah, Denny yeah. V. So Denny V. I it think would at least be. Oh, that's a safe yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll at least look good. I'm look good. the only brave choice in this regard. I just. I, I, <laughs> Um. Yeah, I picked Wes Anderson for the first three. Films, I was talking sir. about for this one. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. Also, I picked Kurosawa yeah. for my first. I th- you know, somebody like yeah. I don't want to. I don't care enough about Star Wars to put blood on its throne. Like I don't care. I I don't want like I want to feel something, Caleb. <laughs> that's all that matters. I don't give a shit if about the it. actors have to die. That's the fucking prank. <laughs> yeah, I'll all say right, that. So I will say this about the uh, the the new trilogy. Um, I want to see Edgar Wright's take on everything, and I oh, do yeah. think that an Edgar Wright Star that's, Wars that's would, gonna be watchable, would at, at least, least be quicker. <laughs> like, it would, <laughs> it would at least not be so slow. At least it'll be over faster. Yeah. It's a good. The yeah. worst case scenario is uh, what is the end of the Cornetto tra- end of the world or? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I did not care for the last the world's end. Yeah, yeah, the world's end. Yeah. That's and that's a worst case scenario. Exactly. Right? Best yeah. case scenario is fucking Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, or, well, uh, Sean Scott Pilgrim's fucking great. Yeah, Sean. Of the, okay, Sean, Sean of the, the Hot Fuzz. Yeah, uh, I think if we aim for or the middle, baby driver. baby driver, I'd put baby driver. All three of those movies over Scott. Pilgrim. Great, yay! Yeah. Oh, really? Over yeah. Scott Pilgrim? Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, we can talk about well, that. Well, that got completely off top. Yeah, I don't know that it did. <laughs> uh, one more beer and a drunk enough, and then a, a whole other episode. So we're fucked. <laughs> Producer Ross, what are you drinking? Well, this is another beer from Chris. Uh, <laughs> and no, I, I love Chris no, as that's a friend. The tone. Yeah. Bottom half Chris. Um, this is New Glarus Brewing Company's Moon Man, a no-coast pale ale. Uh, and there's like a whole goddamn paragraph talking about how great this beer is. I bet you it's a no-anything pale ale. It is. New Glarus, I want, does make some good beer. Yeah. Uh, Spotted Cow is a great beer. They also make a lot of really... They also make a lot of really Wisconsin beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Well, that is a forgettable pale. Yep. Uh, There it is. That's going to be a two. Yep. It's not... I mean, I'll probably keep drinking it, but like... Yeah, but at that point, I mean... It's just beer. It's not... It's watery. There's barely any yeah. hops, really. Yeah. Like, you're going to keep drinking because it's I'm one of the I'm glad you brought Saturday. some side project in to save this episode from all twos. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, some, you some guys have been, we've been going from the front of the fridge. There's right. a stuff, bunch of stuff in the back that I. That's no even idea. more terrifying, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that spatial placement doesn't make me feel better. Okay. I'm going to say that out loud. That's fair. Uh, Caleb, uh, what are we talking about here in Drunk Enough? I am uh, suffering from something I was hoping to get a few more years into my life before running into. But I'm really, like, running into old fart syndrome. Yep. Okay. Are you getting there? Well, now... Well, define it. Okay. So, to be clear, I got there a couple years ago, and when I described the sorority house... Oh, oh, I'm not there. No, I describe it differently. I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. okay. Um, so my old fart syndrome is uh, I just don't give a fuck about anything anymore. Uh, okay. Like, not like, I, I don't want to be political. I'm talking about dumb consumer bullshit. But like, I also don't care about dumb consumer bullshit anymore. Like, new shows and, you know, like, I don't want to watch anything. Nothing really entices me. I haven't been excited about a movie for a long time. I've seen movies. 
but I haven't been excited about one. Mm. Like I've tried to play like four different video games yeah. in the past few days. I can't yeah. like, I just don't give a shit about video games anymore. Right. Um, yeah, I'm really becoming like just an old fart. I'm not replacing it with anything though. I'm just kind of over everything mm-hmm. and don't expect anything to be good anymore. Hmm. And so I, I'm no longer seeking new things out. I'm not seeking out no music. I'm not seeking out new like shows or books or anything hmm. like that because I'm just kind of in this wrong assumption that uh, it's all kind of been done. Right. But uh, I, yeah, I'm getting very cynical about stuff. Much to of the it has point where done. I can't be right. super enthusiastic about anything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I am uh, not there, uh, but I have also made it a point to try to because i was there for a while and so i've made it a point to to actively go try to find new things that i would like to do like for example the video game hostage segment we pulled a few weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. someone please give me something to enjoy mm-hmm. and I i've have. kind of been doing that right. and I, I nothing's been catching so i and maybe i've but been fortunate like multiple venues like something right. to watch something to read something to play something. i think i got lucky i i struck lightning three times and yeah. which feels weird but right now mm-hmm. station 11 on HBO Max is giving me uh, life. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Returnal gave me tremendous life, and we're going to yeah. talk about that game in the episode we record after this. Uh, me being right about it. Yes, cor- very right. Obviously, winning the segment. Obviously, winning the segment. He I, didn't even try my game. So. I'm going to. Well, okay, not yeah. Death Stranding, but I do believe that Alan Wake will be my next purchase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that later. And uh, the Three Body Problem trilogy, uh, which is called like the Earth's End or some bullshit. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm halfway through the second book and I'm loving it. And so I feel very fortunate right now. Also, I recently watched Cowboy Bebop and I talked about how much I love that. I feel very fortunate right now that my my intense search for things has led to some things that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been helpful. But I will tell you before I began this intense search for things, which I talked about on the show a couple times, like, hey. I need to find something to watch. I need to find something to read. I was very much there. Like, yeah, sure. I, like I don't I'm, care about I, everything is just gray noise. Yeah, yeah. Like I always feel like I should be doing something else, even if it's like dishes. Right. Yeah. Like right. laundry or, uh, and there's the so podcast. many things to do. You yeah. always feel yep. like yep. you're never caught up. Yeah. Well, and also I uh, think that I don't think that's old fart syndrome. I think that's just the current condition of being alive today. There's yeah. so much. And yeah. and because there's so much, uh, I, I this is a chicken and egg thing. Most yeah. of it is forgettable, uh, just by by definition. I mean, it's just, it's law of large numbers. Uh, and the bell curve on media, all media is is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Part of me wonders, like, is there even any point of being concerned about it? Because I'm not, I wouldn't say concerned, but like, is it even a thing to even consider? Because like, oh, you consume less. Why is that a bad thing? Yeah, um, it's it's not really a bad thing. But at the same time, like people are like, I went to go see this new Spider-Man movie. I'm like, well. I'd go if there was nothing else to do, I guess. Right, yeah. And it was free. Yeah. Like, but like, I can't, I can't talk to anybody about it. Like, it's not like I'm looking down on them for viewing it anymore. It's right. like, uh, I, I'm ceasing to engage in what amounts for culture. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that does lead to less conversations with people yeah. and just less anything to share with totally. people. Um, and it, it is getting to the point where like Sarah comes home and talks about her day, which is usually a litany of horrors because she's a public school teacher. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, I um did the laundry. I did the laundry. Yeah. And I typed uh-huh. some. Right. 
And then I went to the gym. Said in that room. Then I said in this room. And then I came over uh-huh. there and I typed some more. Yeah. And you're caught up. You're caught up to everything I did. Whole day. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. Totally been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so this is why I embarked on a on an intense quest to find things that were interesting to me. And of course, that in and of itself has um, some risks because then you define your uh, joy by whether or not you have something to consume that is greater than boredom. And often there is not for me, but there are, there are a number of things I'm consuming right now that I'm absolutely in love with. And so I hear you have been there. Luckily, I'm not in that part of the valley right now. Um, well, it's good to know there's a way out. Yeah, well, and that there not, was a way out that for me. that is not unique. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There was like a... Uh, right before? Probably right before the holiday break outside of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, like I definitely went through... I don't know. I, yeah, sure, we can watch that because watching that is the same as watching mm-hmm. anything else. And nothing is honestly something that I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and that's fine. I mean, I think that's part of the bit. Um, but I'm... Yeah, I get it. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. Uh, for my point of reference last year, uh, because I made a, I made a new year's resolution to right. watch at least one movie a day right. on average. Yeah. And I made that, I met that goal, which is bananas. It, I, I went past it. Even I, more bananas. I watched four, li- actually 420 movies last year. Yeah. Uh, that was the coincidence. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, uh, we watched the last two, uh, on new year's Eve, uh, who killed captain Alex and the sword in the claw. a, uh, which are excellent movies. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, part of it is uh, I think just the last couple of years has changed everything mm-hmm. so much for everybody. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's old fart syndrome. I think it's just sort of like an overwhelmed burnout. Like, yeah, malaise. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like before the pandemic, I never would have pictured myself being able to like, play a video game on one screen on my computer and then have a movie on the other screen and computer and be voice chatting with people talking, ah, that's a dumb movie. Yeah. But now I can because like, it's fine. Cause that's just enough stimulation to keep me going right. and like keep me entertained. Um, so I think there, there's just a level of like life is overwhelming us all mm-hmm. and it's not, it's a systemic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not old fart syndrome. It's just like, we live in extraordinary times and shit is so fucked that like yeah. we have to resort to measures that yeah. we previously thought, you know, things are not normal anymore. Right. You know, I guess, so, but like things are going pretty great for me. Like, but right. yeah, but yeah, like how, even but if that going also for, might be like, Media yeah. consumption is no longer the thing that's like moving the needle for you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was more escapism that yeah. I need less of. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Maybe it was more escapist. M- media consumption was a, was a solution to what? other stuff. Not no longer running away from anything. Right. Like <laughs> things are going great for me personally as well. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Maddie's finally here. Right. You know? Right. Well, and but for the gift, which of course has nullified the opportunity for a wedding. I mean, it seems like things are going really well for the two of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So like, but on the other hand, things are going not so great for everywhere else. Like, there's that contrast between like, ah, I should be happy. And they're like, oh shit, everything's on fire. Sometimes literally in the case of Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, there's this, it's, it's an unresolvable tension. Yeah. So like, don't feel bad because you, it's unresolved in your mind. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Also for what it's worth, I have had to like reach far beyond my boundaries of normal consumption to find the things that I, that are giving me, consumption joy right now yeah returnal is not a game that i would have played a year ago oh that's interesting yeah because it did look difficult to the point of unenjoyable 
Yeah. And at times it is. I want to say that out loud and we'll talk more about returnable. Yeah. Returnal, but on on the episode after this. But that was some like I just needed something to bang my head against, and returnal is a great thing ah. to bang your head against. The three body problem is not something when you described it to me three years ago when you read it, I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. I am at a point where it's like you I want, want that work. I want to read something Ooh. that is hard like hard and grindy and mm-hmm. and and not fun. Sometimes. See, I'm kind of the opposite right now because I'm like easy difficulty normal normal difficulty in most for most video games because it's like well one thing i'm multitasking i'm watching a movie and like chatting with friends so i don't want to like and also i'm just my my patience for like well you failed that boss fight do that again reload and fight is like yeah yeah, i cannot recommend returnal yeah (laughs) Uh because like i mean the reason i gave up on bloodborne after you know see i beat bloodborne but but that was before the pandemic right years ago before the pandemic kind of switched i wanted i wanted destiny 2 you know what i mean and uh and i mean part of it could just be uh men of a certain age time investment yeah becomes weighed more dearly sure i think there's Uh, also yes i could get good Right. Yeah. Why? Right. Well, for <laughs> me, like, right. for me, that's always in my back, back. The back of my head is like, there's another video game I could be playing. Yes. I need to play every. The unhealthy thing for me is like, I need to play every video game that's ever existed. Right. That people are talking about because I just need to be aware of all that yeah. stuff. And obviously, that's impossible. Right. But like, there's like, I could get good at this game, but that means that's time I'm not playing, learning a different video right. game. Yeah. And like, so yeah, that's my conundrum. You yeah. don't have that. No. You're just like. The the time report on my returnal log would tell you I do not have that. <laughs> yes, because uh-huh. they let you know how long you've played returnal. You fucking uh, suck is what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in uh, many ways, it's sort of a percentage of how right Caleb is. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's a just, one to, uh, just a, hour to rightness. Just an objective Look. measure of my correctness. I mean, that's right. a, that's an incorrect interpretation, but I'll let you have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are. <laughs> uh, hey, if you've been listening to this good news and you enjoyed it, there's a whole lot more mix six available to you if you become a patron just go to patreon.com look for the mix six podcast and you'll find um 89 88 other full-length episodes bunch of them hot takes on ice which are our shorter mini episodes where we drink hard liquor uh jury of our beers which is an old series we did and even some rpgs we tried uh which became a utter and total miserable failure thanks to me but they're nonetheless wow. enjoyable they to fun. listen to probably yeah so go to patreon.com look for the mix six podcast and there's a whole lot more available to you, including our Discord, where you can chat with the Mixix community full of wonderful, absolutely loving, kind, smart people. Uh, hey, this has been the Mixix Podcast. Thanks so much for spending your time with us. Don't forget to rate and review us in your podcast streaming application. I am Spencer. I'm Caleb. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>